Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. yeah. got 4k television and you look at all the video right. games you look at Fortnite, and you look at uh, sure. at, at all these games they're not looking more realistic and i think to some degree they're looking yeah. cartoony and right. and high resolution but i think yeah. it might be a little offsetting if you make if you start making characters that look a little too real at this resolution yeah, man. I, I think that might be playing into how they do that that's that uncanny valley thing that's I think, yeah, and yeah. I think, and I think like that's a condition, an extrapolation of the idea of resolution, which is, you know, kind of meta- metaphorical thing. Like, you know, um, um, well, first of all, like I was watching some demo of some game, some gameplay demo, and the bodies in it were so realistic, and it was, so, you know, it was it's it's unsettling yeah. because you know if you're blowing murdering, yeah exactly murdering realistic bodies, it's it's, it's it could be unsettling. It's unsettling. <laughs> But they still, you know, they, that, that, and again, it, it's, it's the, it's the way the, the animation shows the weight of the body. Like these are all things I'm extrapolating the word resolution to okay. denote, which is to say that, that the, the, the points of the, in the rigging of the 3d model, how many joint, you know, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, so yeah, that so is resolution. That as well. is. So yeah. I would describe that as, I mean, I, I, it's a meta, meta, little metaphorical, but I'm saying like, I'm saying like, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the, the amount of points of, of weight being calculated by the 3d model as an arm falls looks so real. They have a high resolution, which yeah. isn't, which is, which is kind of taking the word resolution and extrapolating it out. No, a but resolution, I think, I, I don't think that's an inaccurate, yeah. I don't even yeah. think that that's that metaphorical. Yeah, I mean, Cause it is yeah. at points of resolution on a, on an, on anything, you know, right. like, like it, it does make sense. Um, another story that, that I, that I feel like it, that, that again, talks about this kind of uncanniness in terms of resolution is, um, um, my, my friend bought this, uh, he's a piano player. He used to have a little baby. He used to have a Steinway. He moved into a small apartment and he's like, oh, come over, come see my new piano. And I'm kind of collapsing the story a little bit, but it, it's, it's a, it's a basically a synthesizer, but mm. it, but it looks like a piano. Okay. And it again, but you know, but it's, it's, it, it, you look at it and it's uncanny because it's too small to be an analog piano. So you yeah. know, something's up with it, but, but when you put your fingers on the keys, the weight, the weight of the, the of the key and whatever the sound engineers did to you know whether it's the tuning of the speakers or the putting a subwoofer in there, the feeling, the resolution of the feeling of, of striking a key yeah. is so close. No, no, I, I I'm jealous of that guy's keyboard. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're, you're a gear guy, so you get it. But 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 the, to me, what was so profound about that device is that it is its resolution. Again, it takes me back to the idea of a retina screen, like. You know, of course, obviously, a, a professional or or someone with someone aided could detect that that's a false, that's that's a simulated experience. But at a certain point, it's so good, it, or it's in good is actually a moral word that I don't like. But it, it's so resolute; it's it is such resolution that it that it was 
I hit that key and I, I believed it was a piano, striking yeah. a hammer, striking a, a, yeah, yeah. a taut string, creating a vibration because of the way it reverberated. But then he was like, Oh, look at this. And he's changing it and it can be a harpsichord. It can be all these different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, when it comes to a simulation of life, a body on a screen, um, uh, an experience of a, a piano, mm-hmm. and I think there's this idea of resolution can be applied to whether it's beyond our, our meat, meat sack bodies to determine the, yeah. you know, the, the, and, and I think things will become more and more resolute and it'll be up to a game designer say to decide whether they're going to lean in or they're going to yeah. go like Fortnite and make cartoony characters to get you to read it in a different way. And just to be clear, I don't play Fortnite. Well, you can play. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't know. But I'm just no, saying. No, I just, but I mean, I don't want to fuck know. my dating chances out of the world by putting it out. <laughs> that's fascinating, man. That's great. You're like, you're like, don't, don't, I don't want that data point out there yeah, in my yeah, algorithm. Yeah, yeah. I don't play I don't that want shit. That, I don't want that. I play my other Tinder equally <laughs> terribly addictive games, but not. <laughs> Dude, games, man. Yeah. We could have a whole podcast. I used to be pretty heavy into games. I haven't because they require such a commitment, but. but yeah. Um, I basically have like one that I play right. every now and then. I, I, I'm, I really I like have no, no, uh. I'm a voyeur, game voyeur. Yeah, I I have no like justifiable reason for owning an Xbox anymore. No, nah, man. Like no, just <laughs> because I because like I try to play other games. I'm just hooked on Overwatch. And That's like cool. and no, but I need to stop playing that shit because it makes me furious. <laughs> I think you just need to rid yourself of guilt. I, you just need to be It's involved. not the guilt, it's the rage that like I'm like, "Why am I playing this? I'm so fucking angry." And I'm angry at strangers. Like we're all uh-huh. Trying to be a team together, and one person will fuck Amazing. up, and it's six players. I oh, no. Anyway, I've managed That's to game stop. Chat. That's yeah. a game chat. Oh no, I don't even talk to them, or else I get too verbally abusive. <laughs> I love it. What a fascinating world we live. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, there's actually, I do, one of you know talking about video game guilt. One of the things that I'm less that has helped me become less guilty is like. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially like the guy. I don't know if you, if there. I did an episode on the singularity, oh, and, yeah. and and I don't know if you've heard it, but there's a the there's a guy that talks about where the economy is going, and we're basically going into a place where um, things are being demonetized. And one of the things that uh-huh. he says is that even that. the phones that we have are going to end up being free sure. because without yeah. the phone, they can't sell us anything. Right. Any services and whatnot. And we're already seeing that a little bit with uh, Apple. Like, they're not expecting people to buy phones every year. And so that their model has changed over the years, especially since right. people stopped uh, getting subsidies from the phone companies to buy their $700 <laughs> phone. Right. But, um, but yeah, so now there's also going to be a, a bigger... Like, people are going to hold on to their phones longer, and that resolution is going to be determined... Like, so people are going to have, there's going to be a broader range for the next uh, foreseeable future uh, into, until people start just get, get it being given the right the newest phone. Like, for example, well, that, I'm, I'm not going to have an iPhone. I'm not going to have portrait mode for the longest fucking time. And right. I was on the iPhone 6 for right. a long time. And, and I just got the, uh, the, the, uh, an iPhone uh, 6S from a friend. Right. And now I have live photos. And I'm like, oh, this is a whole new experience. Right. Right. And so it's in, it, that's an interesting thing that as every, and then the other thing that's fascinating is that everybody like, remember when people were like, 
why does my phone have a camera? <laughs> oh, dude, I, I know. I know. That's so fascinating. And now it's just ubiquitous. It's like, and, and it does everything for you. Well, that, so, so just because, so, so I tend to read things a, a lot of, a lot of the times through class. And I think again, like, like that, like, so images can be telltale, first of all, like of class, like, you know, yeah. so it's like, you know, yeah, old phones don't have ac- such and such capability. They produce such and such images. You can trace it back. Oh, is this an Android user with like a crappy galaxy free, a free phone yeah. might, first of all, in the images that it produces be telltale of a certain class or yeah, age or things definitely. like that. And then, and then I think that's very true that, you know, you see this kind of, I mean, and I think it's going to get, um, even further along. Okay. So, so like another thing that, that you start to see is, um, you know, like, um, and I'm getting to like an AR thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so another thing you start to see is, is, um, you know, screens, woo, we got emails. Uh, we, you know, screens, um, uh, showing contextual menus, like at a restaurant or, um, you know, starting to take the, the idea of fixed signage, starting to replace fixed signage so they, they can change things on the yeah. fly. And where I'm going with this is, is, um, you know, and you also start to see it where there's a certain class of people at Whole Foods now who are Amazon subscribers and they get different deals. Oh, really? Than, yeah. If you're a yeah. prime subscriber, you get different deals via the device. Um, and I, and I'm going to talk about this in terms of visibility mm. with your device and your subscriptions, you're kind of a different class, even though like, you know, there's a certain class of people that you can kind of, well, if you're shopping at Whole, Whole Foods, Foods well, well, it's, yeah. a, it's one class. Yeah. So there's even well, like, it's the 1% of the 1%. Uh, well, a funny thing happened where, when Amazon, you know, Amazon is this thing that has made it, they've lowered prices, but then tiered it within it. Mm-hmm. In terms of making certain certain deals, even you know, um, only for these subscribers of the services. So where I'm going with this thing that that you brought up about a device maybe being given out free to enable access is, you know, I can imagine a condition where, you know, people have a device that's and I think augmented. By the way, augmented reality is an interesting term because it's not really augmented; it's really interceded. Okay. And, and like you know, that. if you, it's because it, you know, if you have glasses and they're the goofiest way that augmented reality will appear, but yeah. say, say that you have these glasses and, and I could totally see a world where, um, you walk into a, a store and you can only even see the, the, certain the, deals yeah, or yeah. certain you know things, you know, yeah, or, yeah. or even a certain merchandise is only available to you if you're a certain tier of subscriber or if you're, uh, you know, if you, if you have the device at all, yeah. you know, if you have this kind of um, channel to you. And that also goes into, because I And that's do, a screen condition. No, know? that yeah. is a definitely a screen condition that I want to talk about, because mm-hmm. I think that that is, that is a screen condition that we weren't ready for when the Google Glass came out. But I don't think that that's going to be like that for everybody, forever. I think slowly mm-hmm. people get more and more comfortable with certain mm-hmm. ideas. And eventually I do think people are going to have oh, totally. Google Glass all up in their faces. <laughs> oh and, man, yeah. it, it's so funny. I was just watching. There was two shows that I was just watching that are that I'm always like. It's funny the coordinated efforts of like putting ideas. So it's. It, it, I was watching the first that show about the mission to Mars on Hulu. Okay, no, and then seen it, it. there's it's it's pretty good. And okay, then and cool. then I was watching um, the show Casual, which is like a kind of a sitcom or kind of like a semi comedy, 
and they both are took like little steps into the near future mm-hmm. and they're both you know people have kind of like an ever present assistant yeah you know they kind of have this kind of layer of technology around them yeah it's very you know in in the first everyone's wearing these like Wayfair Ray-Bans all the time and they've got these like videos that appear on them you know and things like that I, I wish I remembered his name because uh, the guy that showed me about um, his his I know his uh, Instagram mm-hmm. uh, title is uh, at Scar of David mm-hmm. but um, I don't know his actual name right off the top of my head it uh, but he at, are you familiar with Mr. Terrific of the DC universe? No. Okay. So Mr. Terrific is this guy who has these things called T balls. Okay. And basically they're or T spheres, uh-huh. not T balls. And they're these things that float around around him and it's part of his superpower. He's like a technology kind of a Batman-y kind of black guy. Sure, sure. Right? And so he has the um he has these things and the uh this guy uh, Scar of David didn't tell me di- didn't know wasn't aware of I mean he's one of the more obscure characters even though he's on television now, hmm. um but he di- he wasn't aware of them and he was like oh yeah I think in the future we'll just have a three D camera that follows us around so uh-huh. like it's that same yeah. I- assistant I think that that's definitely something mm-hmm. and then uh, in the uh, S- S- Scientology episode in the <laughs> Singularity episode. Mm. Um, <laughs> He talks about. Is this about, a recruitment like, for science? Is this with this yeah. whole thing? Oh, yeah, is. No, are, you gonna, are we going to do like a. Are fate? you clear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is all an elaborate catfishing for Scientology. Yeah, yeah. No, you're going to get yeah. uh, put in a van. There's a bunch of guys. <laughs> just an e meter. This is an e meter session. I'm just scanning you for, oh, for all your. Uh, whatever Me and my they things have an understanding, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, sorry. No, so and and the idea of like a Jarvis, so all of that like, shit. Uh, uh, th- so like just a full on yeah, AI man. that is around you at all times, see everything that you see, and Seems so that plausible. Yeah, and that is sort of where th- we're getting into that like symbiotic relationship with machines, right. where eventually it seems it's like these steps happens so much faster like four years ago a tv a 37 inch is what right. i i got a, a tv that's 55 inches for the size of right a, uh, for the price of something that four years would have been 37 <clears throat> inches right right that's a huge or actually 32 inches that's a huge reduction in the cost of production mm-hmm. right and that right. has to do with like the labor markets being shit and i mean that's it, a that's there's a lot of questions about I mean, and, and it's also, you know, even you're like, I, I feel bad about having something this big, but, but frankly, like having a big TV no longer is necessarily a signifier of wealth uh, yeah, because, exactly. because, well, that, and then that's what it go that that's yeah. an interesting thing because you, I remember, I don't even know if this was like two years ago. I, it's been a long time since mm-hmm. I've watched cable news. Mm-hmm. But I remember it being a big deal where oh, people sure. were like, "Oh, they have microwaves They've and got all these that things like, that make yeah, them, yeah, they, these, like, and they're yeah, they're I appealing know. to people in their sixties who don't understand exactly. the evolution That's of technology, exactly. and so they're like, very, oh, very yeah, they have, oh shit, and like, yeah, yeah, it's like twenty bucks for a fucking <laughs> I know, microwave. You get a, yeah, you yeah. can get a Vizio that spies on you yeah. for a hundred bucks, but it's huge. Yeah, yeah exactly." <laughs> right? And, uh, uh, and so, oh, and, and that's the other thing, <laughs> yeah, right, <no. laughs> but, that's but yeah, so, so the, the, the whole <clears throat> thing with screens and like just how they're eventually going to become even more integrated right now, the way that we look at screens is going to feel static. It's going to feel like a print. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and, and I think, I think with air, air pods or other things, I think, I think a field of, and again, that goes back to that 
the condition of the screen that I said that is connected or dependent. It's, you know, none of these, these devices are all dependent. I think it's very true. I think, I think a sort of near field AI or sort of interpretant layer around you, which, you know, is good or good. And, you know, I don't, I hate to, I mean, I'm, 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 I grew up in a certain paradigm, so I want to apply morality to certain things. And that's just, but yeah. I mean, I think a certain, but they are connected, you know, they're, they're going to be connected to a grid. They're going to be dependent on, they're not going to be autonomous, you know, for all yeah. Apple's, I think laudable or whatever efforts, you know, they, they've got these like things processing on a device. It's still connected to a network, you yeah. know, an iPhone without the internet is it's a slab, you know, <laughs> exactly. So, so. Well, then you would you still know, need Wi-Fi though. So it's, it's sure. just, yeah. They're dependent. They're, they're well, always dependent on, they're always dependent on an infrastructure, which I think in it, which again, when I talk about real world effects, so if you grow up in a paradigm and it's funny cause I, I, I have conversations with teachers a lot who are like, you know, my kids can't have conversations. They can't talk about history or blah, blah, blah. And you had a guest on here the other day that, that said like he wanted to raise his kids to be able to ask great questions. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's exactly where it's, you know, where it's happening, where if you grow up in a paradigm where you're always connected and people have been talking about a prosthetic relationship to technology for a long time yeah. since, you know, the internet came out. But if, if you, if, if this is an assumption, knowing where you, you need, if you, if you like, you're like, well, I'm not specializing in X or Y, but I know where to go to get it. Yeah. It's like, if you look at it, it's like, if you, it's like, instead of like, if you, it, there's a, there's a department store and instead of like being an expert in makeup, like you have this overview of the department store at, 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 at all times. And you're like, well, I know how to find, uh, this product or that product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it, and that, that is a, that is a condition of growing up, up in a paradigm of, of, of being always connected Yeah, and being able to query things or ask good questions in a sort of, uh, contextual world, yeah. a connected situation. Um, well, I definitely think that that gap, that, the, that <clears throat> huge gap between the boomers and the millennials. Right. In that discussion, I just side with the millennials. Well, well, right, because because the the boomers were TV babies. Yeah. And the greatest, quote unquote, greatest generation said, well, the TV is making you dumb. It's rotting yeah. your brain. And what I would say to you know, them is, well, did the TV make you dumb or did it make you think about information differently? Yeah. So like the TV babies could think about it. They had a screen, which was their defining device, you know, and, and they could look at, they could change the channels up or down, you know, but they were thinking about kind of things a little contextually, like, you know, even though it was different channels, they could have news channel or the movies playing at at 11, you know what I mean? It started, you started to sort of have this kind you know, well, and change. Yeah, go ahead. It's a, it's a new relationship. You have a new relationship with this new technology. Yeah. that is, all, you know, the centerpiece of your home, essentially, to, yeah, to, to a large extent. Uh, the other thing that I find fascinating, I don't know if you're familiar with the, a, a TV show called Revolution that was canceled a while back, but it, it's, it's about basically how the whole grid comes down mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. nothing is powered. And yeah. there, was a, there was a character who walked around with her cell phone. Still? No, yeah, no, well, even though it didn't work, uh-huh. knowing that the pictures of her kid were in there somewhere. On and the device. Could, and she couldn't oh, access that. them. That's so, so poignant. Yeah, yeah. And so, but that is a reality that, like, Dude. that this transition into screens only is, like, 
we we look at societies and we're like, how did all that information get lost? I mean, aside from the mm-hmm. uh, library in Alexandria right. getting burned down Famous. and things like that, but but right. you know, like how do these things happen? And and it and it seems a lot easier than we recognize because right now we're all in this like presence of this knowledge. But how many generations <clears throat> after the grid comes down will it take for like? Probably yeah. not that many, because one generation is going to live in a world where there's no technology. It's going to be even more abrupt. <laughs> like, right. and what is that identity? Like, the, what's that relationship like? You know, between the person that knew that world and the person that doesn't know that world. It's 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 fascinating stuff. Well, so I mean, again, it's like, so that's great. I love that example. There, there wasn't. There was also there was an episode of Portlandia where the Fred <laughs> Armisen character. He goes like, I want to look at my old photos. And he opens his closet and he pulls out this thing and it's like, and it would, they, the, the set designers did such a great, or not the set, the, the prop, the, the yeah, prop yeah. people did such an amazing job of nailing the era of what a person of his age, the devices he would have, like, you know, in the late, uh, late nineties, this kind of, so let me, I kind of jumped ahead, but he pulls out this crate and it's like an old MacBook. It's like three or four hard drives. Like, yeah. He's like, what's this cable? It doesn't even play, you know, in it. So he's got, so his photographs are this pile of devices that all read from a certain era, Yeah. you know? And I, and it's like, I so relate yeah, to yeah. that idea, oh, definitely. you know, cause they're just really, they're really containers. They're really just these, if you, that you can pour things from data from one to the other. And they can also become prisons for that. They right? can become it, prisons and as know, they become obsolete and, uh, right. Yeah. Well, so, so he takes it to the IT, you know, the store and, and this is where we get into all these metaphors of, of data. And he's like, well, what you really want is the cloud, you know, and he's trying to explain <laughs> the cloud. And then as he's explaining the cloud, he goes, like, he goes, oh, that became obsolete. He goes, now what you want is the river. You know, it's like, you know, it's all these, like, it's a stream of data. <laughs> it's a, st- exactly. I mean, but it's, but it's so fat, but, but even, but, you know, the reason I always go back to this device and that's so great is that, is that we talk about what's on them, but, but even the hard drive itself, the design of it had a read, which, which was kind of nostalgic for me, like that hard drive, because I remember buying it in the yeah. late nineties with my student loans and yeah, I was a yeah. kid and it seemed so exciting. Yeah, so yeah. kind of like the weird nostalgia that yeah. is wrapped up in this in device, the, even though you can't get to the images that have is still, further nostalgia, is still yeah. imbued in this yeah. physical object. Oh, I have a yeah. hard drive that crashed that I can't throw away. And that sure. goes, oh, I do that too. goes <laughs> to the same experience of like, you know, like, uh, one of the things that you're taught in photography class is like, there is a special power in having an image of somebody and that you don't necessarily tear out old photographs or throw them yeah. away because there's something it's it, it feels ritualistic like occulty like you might yeah. actually harm the person right and so yeah. so these things it's like Images, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's i still have stuff in there and i don't want to throw this completely useless which would cost thousands of dollars to extract the data who knows if it's still in there because exactly. it's from like fucking years ago exactly you know yeah. but like but yeah all the, all these little things and then like i have uh phones that i know like i have a phone from you know the early or the the early two thousands where I know I have a video of someone burning a twenty dollar bill, <laughs> and, <laughs> and for me mm. that phone becomes important because that memory of that yes. experience is there. I've never watched the video again, but I remember vividly the guy being drunk, burning the twenty dollar <laughs> bill, and immediately regretting it, and just being like, "Fuck, what did I just do?" <laughs> but, so, but so you know, but you know, I mean, even if the data. 
the ones and zeros or the you know the, the the container the file container the everything that 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 manifests itself on that screen of that little 320 by 240 phone you know pixel screen or whatever is is it it, it becomes imbued in that device in itself yeah. so and then, and yeah. and the device is important even though i know that my memory of the event is going to be better resolution than that well, that's, if that than that thing right right so, i mean yeah if you managed to get that video off and played yeah. it the resolution would yeah, would, have it would its just own be name. like crazy although it might have its own charm as well it it might be yeah. uh, aesthetically bound to its calotype roots or you know like exactly it's where, a... <laughs> where it's like it's not a perfect image but it has its charm it has its uh, patina or whatever i mean it's not patina but it has its own uh Right. Uh, it has a manifestation of its own limitations, which gives the technology because we that that is sort of one of the things that's happening with our generation is like we're looking back at these eight bit things and we're like, oh, it was kind of cool, you know, and like, uh-huh. I, you, uh, uh, and then sixteen bit. I can't wait for sixteen bit to become as big as eight eight bit did. Um, that's but, so funny. Yeah, I but mean, that's a really specific look and aesthetic that I right I. I, I I identify a little bit more than with the 8-bit, you know, because it's just a little bit sharper, but it's still crappy. And it reminds me of the video games I played as opposed to like, you know, I don't have too much memory of playing Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on NES, but I definitely remember the shit out of playing, you know, Mortal Kombat 1 <laughs> <laughs> on the Sega Genesis, which is why I bought the Sega Genesis. Right. And then also playing... To get the blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to see the blood. Yeah. Uh... Can but you, it's so can you specific, remember yeah. how hysterical parents were back then about that shit? And now it's just like... Oh, uh, it's it's so far. But they were just doing their best. Who knows? Well, you know, and then that's a, that's a crazy <sighs> thing, too. Like, I have parents who work in the video gaming industry, uh, or clients, yeah. uh, that, um, that work in the video game industry. And when they talk to me about their student, it's like... They're talking to me in terms of like algorithms. Well, you know, when you get someone to play an AI and it's like these metaphors about teaching that are just completely different, you know? What do you mean? Keep, keep going. So like, uh, <laughs> so like, he's like, well, if this guy is doing this against an AI uh-huh. uh, and we le- raise the level of uh, competition, like um, they will get better. So he's mm. using, you know, like video gaming, you, yeah. professional video games and the hours that they practice, which doesn't necessarily translate to what I'm teaching them, but that's where his experience is coming from. And I sort of have to be like, well, you know, they're people. <laughs> and, and, right. and, and the social <clears throat> aspect of them interacting with each other, you know, he's thinking of in terms of isolating an individual and having them go through a program, right? right. And then educating them that way. But to it, like the work that I do is a little bit more social. What's right? the work that you do? I, I coach soccer. So, okay. so when I, to, right. to get a team to function together, it's not just, okay, let's have, let's put this player in a, in a higher team where he's, no, mm-hmm. he actually is going to benefit from being with his own age and, um, sort of raising that level of competition for the whole group by competing with them. Right. And so, and so it's a very, um, it's it's it was just an interesting experience in terms of like, oh, adults that played video games and this is now a legitimate mm-hmm. industry. Whereas when I, you know, and this guy works for a very successful uh, video game company. So like, right. Um, so it's an interesting thing that it's an interesting. Legi- it's so it's somewhere, or, or sort of like how now you see people skateboarding and it's just like, 
oh, you guys don't know how lucky you have it. You know? <laughs> and I've been skateboarding again. Uh-huh. And my balance isn't that good. So sometimes I recognize like, oh, I see why adults when I was younger didn't want kids riding around because it's fucking scary <laughs> like, yeah you know it is scary the, the possibility of getting hit but now the fear of that is gone because so many of so many people like it's been normalized oh i see what you mean yeah i mean like skateboarding yeah like the, the right sticker, it used to be the, the, the stigma of uh, the danger and now that you're saying parents were are skateboarders and, and now, so now, it, and now and they like, encourage it in their like children skateboarding yeah. is not a crime is is <laughs> no longer an ironic statement right right it's right. like it, it, uh if you see someone wearing that shit like you're not even gonna know what they're talking about yeah <laughs> man i know it's so funny skateboarding is a nostalgic activity a family friend of my wife's uh Anyway, they're Santa Cruz skateboards. They're that company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, fam- yeah. they're a relation, not a family friend. Jeez. But uh, 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 it is so funny to have this kind of older gentleman be like, do you want Santa Cruz stickers? You know, <laughs> like, he sent me like a like a half inch thick of like inde- independent trucks. And like, oh, it's yeah. so funny. It's, you know, it's his son's company. Anyway. It's things that were kind of yeah. rebellious, but have been sort of legitimized through, uh, you yeah. know. Through culture and corporate interests, right? Because I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure the X Games had something to do with the normalization of that. Yeah, man. Because then you and and I think that same thing with video games now. Oh, totally. If you can become a professional, I mean, I know it makes me feel like less of an asshole when I play video <laughs> games. Like people but get paid yeah. money to do this. That's because <laughs> yeah, you you're, you're of the generation where it was still like you know, it was like a. Now parents would prefer to have their kids stay at home. I know it's so <laughs> and play video games. And I know instead of like I, I go carry, outside. Fucker. I carry with me that sort of morality. You know, should I have kids? I'm gonna. You know, it's so funny, yeah, because like you know, I'm like I used to be outside. Yeah, yeah. Till the but then you know once I got video games, I was completely hooked because yeah. of those little dope little dopamine yeah machines and rage machines. <laughs> I mean, like there's. The, the 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 emotional reactions that it gets out of you it's the same thing mm. as like when you're in a bad relationship but oh, man. You, you're going you, deep on and games you're arguing here. and you're arguing with someone over and over again and you think that you've had an experience <laughs> and that you've come through something right. but in reality it's just a toxic relationship right i guess the difference again, that's how i feel about this game yeah. <laughs> well a game you know a game has a pattern where a human i mean not to bring it not to bring it around to resolution but i think you know, it's like the level of resolution that we would call organic or unpredictable, um, like a human, um, is, the, the you know, a game, game that I is, play. The, is the game is, you know, oh, what's that? What's that? That's the problem with the game that I play is yeah. that it's six humans against six humans. And if uh-huh. one of those humans doesn't feel like cooperating, yeah. the whole thing goes down and then you're stuck playing cause you can't just leave the game. And so it, it's like, uh, I, I yeah. I'm really having issues with like humans, <laughs> humans. Yeah, with humans and getting like I li- like I have to remind myself like some of these guys are probably eight years old. <laughs> oh, Just <man>. fucking chill. <laughs> humans, if only we could be better. Yeah. If only we could be trained by algorithm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that'll, it's that's probably going to go that way. Well, that's the question. I mean, I mean, I think on that same show, you, your guest was talking about. You know, he, you know, I was right. You know, my 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 uh, mother is a teacher and my wife's a teacher, but it's like, you know, talking about the idea of education that's tailored or, or algorithmically based for the student. And, and I guess I still have, uh, uh, you know, I, I, cause I think schools are where you go to be acclimatized to other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I think 
uh, beep. Was yeah. it? <laughs> I don't know what that was. But uh, that's where I was censored by the machine. But, uh, you, <laughs> you know, so, so, so you know, I mean, I think that's to where you're being catered to. I mean, I, I, I understand the arguments of that where it's like, well, the, the classroom model does not serve a lot of people necessarily, but it also, you know, being in the presence of other people, um, you know, acclimatizes us to other humans and their fallibility and their, their randomness and their sort of, you know, their kind of strange and how to manage Same. your expectations with people. Like with there's people, a lot of socializing right. that happens that is, is exactly. under, understated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if you're used to a world that is, that is, uh, well, uh, I don't want to extrapolate there. I no, don't want to moralize, I, 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 I don't wanna moralize on, on the no, IRL experience or whatever. But. No, but, but I think there's something legitimate there because I think, <clears> you know, like I, I had an episode where we talked about uh, platonic relationships uh-huh. and how to make friends. And one of the things that's really <laughs> difficult is once you get out of college and, and true. you know, like it takes effort. You have to go and so make true. an effort. Uh, so if you've never had the forced socialization of school, right. what is your what is your social life going to be like? How are you going to learn how to do those things? So that is a very valid thing, right. especially with the more screens become a part of our lives. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, and these apps, I mean, you know, and again, it's like you can't, you know, I know so many of my friends that met via dating apps to kind of breathe that first step. Yeah. you know, in, tor- in towards of getting bodies together, yeah, yeah. whether that's for a date, dating situation or, or, or just friendship. But it's so, but it is so funny, the expectation that is created by that math being done. You know, it's like, um, uh, what am I trying to get at? It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, I wonder if the condition will be, you'll trust the, the algorithm who has matched you more than you'll trust the random chance of, uh, meeting somebody. And in either situation is, again, I, I always, I've said it about 90 million times. I I hate to moralize because conditions change. Every generation has their own conditions that are unfathomable to the one that came before it. So, but it's, to me, it's, 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 it is an, it is a virtue. Uh, I'll own the moralizing of saying it is a virtue to, um, be around people and kind of, uh, well, it's, it's, it's an, I mean, if you don't know how to do it, if you don't I, know I, there's, how to do there's it. plenty of people that have been socialized through school and still are incapable of doing exactly. it. Right? Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And so that is yeah. a very, that is maybe one of the most important <laughs> skills that's most, that, that yeah. like, it's not even acknowledged, right? In, right. in terms of, of, uh, social upbringing, it's right. sort of, it's one of those things of like, it's assumed that it's going to happen. Right. Instead right. of, and it can be of, detrimental too. I mean, don't, yeah. don't oh, get me absolutely. wrong. Don't get me no. Wrong. And I'm actually curious about seeing this movie eighth grade that I've heard about. Cause there's not a lot of movies about yeah. that <laughs> period of time. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, it, it is, it it's, can be very detrimental and yeah. you know, there's definitely a lot of new social pressures because of the way that screen condi- conditions have you know, sure. If people's like, lives are on the yeah. screen. I mean, m- m- you know, my, my uh, wife who's a teacher sees, you know, cause, cause like, you know, I think another thing that baby boomers were like, we'll just turn off the phone if, if you don't yeah. like being cyber bullied, you know, I had, to get, oh. I had to get beat up physically and they don't understand that the stakes are, the stakes are just as high, even yeah. though the, 
Well, to the, think that everybody fucking hates you and have like a place where you can go look and it'll tell you that right. is very, very, very unsettling. Right. Uh, it's and overwhelming. Then, it because it, now it's not now it's inescapable in a sense, right? You get beat right. up and then you come home and then you get comforted. But now you come <laughs> home and that torment is still like you, right. you you still exist on the internet as a person. Right. right? Your site that that site that site of this out of you know, via the screen, via this device, that that's just as real a site as oh yeah, the schoolyard, as the physical schoolyard. Yeah, that they yeah. they don't that that's that that comment doesn't fathom. And I think there was a Netflix documentary which I've forgotten about or forgotten the name of entirely, but uh, it was about a girl who killed herself because there was like some video that got posted of mm. her, and it was just a complete slut shaming thing. Um, and, and yeah. so like that shit's fucked up. Like if you're a kid and all of a sudden you are blasted and called a slut or whatever, because the, I mean, these kids sexually assaulted her. There's no fucking question, right. but, uh, and, 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 but on such a public place and the, and the ruthlessness that in that documentary, that people were just not sympathetic to the fact that she was assaulted. If she was right. the 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 slimy person, right, and right. like and and so all of those things, like that's really fucking hard to deal with. You can't escape that as easily. If you, you, if you, you think you, that your whole reality, right, if everybody in your whole social circle has decided that you're a slut, you know, right, it, like it's hard enough to manage those, like manage that relationship with yourself and the other, where. You're no matter what, in, in involuntarily or whatever, are going to make uh, assessments about me that are going to affect our interaction, right? So, so far, mm -hmm. it's been warm because, like, you know, we're in a very open mood, and and the whole process of this is something that we trust. It's basically we're doing a studio visit, right? Mm -hmm. But um, but in a different environment. We would be influenced by different. Well, I things. mean, you, you've you even assessed me via the screen. We never met physically. It it has a manifestation in the real world, which is I'm sitting in front of you right now. Yeah, yeah. We met entirely and, through social media. Yeah, that's yeah, a good exactly. Point. Yeah. And so, you know that that site, which I would say I I would call a site, mm -hmm. is is has has manifestations and, and I feel like even saying real world gives primacy to this experience of sitting in the room, which you and I being our age probably value. And I mean, I suspect in a, you know, like, like, like you can turn off a phone, but you can't turn off that site. That site no, is yeah. going on. And people are going to be talking about you there. Well, if right. That, it's in, a, in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, is, is it, it's really like a question of, uh, of, um, connection again and, um, and dependence. It's, it's, um, it doesn't end with this, with this device, I guess is what I'm trying to say. This device is just a conduit for that. Yeah. And, and, um, you can't just turn it off per se. And, you know, as if, if things continue on the way they are, where a certain level of connectedness and technology is around you all the time, you know, I, I, I guess, not to get too far afield from the the bullying or some of the things like that it's like um you know even even bands the way the way like okay so so now it's like people are saying like you know 
you make money on a tour yeah. or the, the sort of real life experiences being like fetishized or whatever, mm-hmm. for lack of a better, because in the past, like it's, again, it's, it's, and this is what I'm getting to is about, is about, um, the way people talk about their bodies and, and, and where, what being present means. Yeah. So like in the eighties you had to, you know, video of course is coming in, but you had to, your body had to be present to see the band, to kind of participate and make culture Mm. or be part of a community more or less. Like you had to, you had to be producing the music. You had to be listening to the music. You had to be sleeping with the person. You had to be doing the drug, you know, the drugs, there was a lot of body experience, you know what I mean? Mm. So, so when it comes to now, I kind of still think that even though we're experiencing things through the screen, it's still a body experience just going yeah. in through the eye, you know? It's no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, agree with that. And so this is, I guess what I'm trying, I'm trying to lasso all of these ideas is that, um, is that, um, the, the sights, and again, I'm trying not to say it with like a real world or whatever. The sites are all real, you know. Yeah. Again, like like we 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 well, we, exist, we we made culture. They, the they exist in the real world, right? Yeah. The, with, without like without a server, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's it's like uh-huh. it's it's this, and it, and that's the kind of the the mind fuck about it is, is this <laughs> idea that like it's this other space that it's is space. embedded within our actual space, right? Yeah. It exists. There has to be hardware for it to exist. It well, doesn't exist. That's fascinating in, too. Entirely <laughs> independently. And right. Then, and then I so, guess, so, yeah, I feel like I didn't really stick the landing. I mean, but the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's fascinating too, is, is that, is that there is infrastructure. And that's again, when I talk about the screen being a dependent device is that there, that, the, 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 the data centers, all those things are physical yeah infrastructure and that that does exist somewhere somewhere and all the data is a real reflection of who we are like exactly it's 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 hard not to say like so we have this separate space that exists it is is in the real world but not in the real world at Mm -hmm. the same time so that's where it gets really confusing Mm -hmm. um but going back a little bit to that bullying thing is Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that this is one thing that i really don't think millennials get credit for they have grown up in a in a world where they have to present themselves to more than just their social circle, more than just their it's multi-site. So, it, it, there's yeah. multi-site, and that's why branding has become a big word. It, you know, yeah. a big buzzword it, culturally. And I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of artists cringe, right? Like uh, Seth was not a very big fan of the word branding when I used it in conversation right. with him. But in terms of like, it's I think it's just a word that defi- describes. Image. You could just mm-hmm. as easily say image, but that's the word that we use now, so I, I have no problem using it. But if you look at how savvy and smart and diplomatic, and you get these kids like the ones from the uh, the shooting in Florida. Right. That who are understand in, the screen. Who understand the screen and understand mm-hmm. that space much better than the, the, than the boomers do. And right. so I think that that is a very, an intrinsic misunderstanding and, and like... Um, you know, we're sort of fortunate because we're at this, of this bridging generation that knows what the boomers went through and what they're nostalgic for and also understands the transition. We don't necessarily have a full grasp of what the millennials are up to, but I have learned more from them 
than mm-hmm. I have ever uh, about how to conduct myself on social media than I ever learned from an elder. Well, right. I mean, that's the, the, right. The, the conditions, the, it's like I used to, I, I mean, I didn't, it wasn't an argument, but it's like, if you, it's like, um, those, uh, barnacles that live on the ocean vents the, of the, uh, um, uh, volcanic vents, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, but they don't know it's hot, you know, it's just yeah. the conditions they're used to. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. they synthesize they food out of better. sulfur yeah. or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like you're acclimatized to the conditions that you are raised in. Right. So we're kind of these weird animals that write. So we were young enough to embrace it. Um, this new paradigm shift, yeah. but old enough to have, you know, a kind of foot in a different paradigm. Yeah. So, right. We're never going to be, totally native to this new condition, this multi-site condition, which I think one does, does allow me to, I mean, you know, to really ponder the screen is not a given. Yeah. Um, to ponder the screen is a, as a thing that is, um, present as a physical mm-hmm. device, you know, cause it, cause I don't take it as a given. I wasn't raised directly with it. Oregon, like, you know, the idea of knowledge of where, where knowledge is located via via questions like so it blew my mind you know google's 20 years old and in 20 years but that's not very long like in 20 years um it's become and you know search engines in general just say the paradigm of search yeah has changed you know i think in a certain way even the way people talk about reading on a screen you know as, as skimming versus the idea you read a book yeah you know it's it's this kind of idea that you're a searcher and a question asker rather than maybe like a siloed expert expert. Yeah. Um, so that kind of de destabilizing of the location of, of knowledge, which depends on this dependent yeah. device, you know, the, and which goes into why it's important to be able to ask good questions. That's good the questions. evolution. Yeah. But you're trusting, you're trusting that the power will always be on that, the, yeah. the, you know, you're trusting that, the connection to a server is always going to be up yeah. and you're kind of, you trust in these conditions that you grew, you know, you grew up in and it creates a, a, a in my mind, it creates a paradigm and I can only guess cause I'm also not 15 or 12 yeah. or whatever, you know, but it, it, to me, it seems it creates a, an assumption of this context that's always floating around you. But it does. I think. It, I think it, it. It makes it. It makes it a situation where you're a question asker. You're a seeker. Yeah. You know, and you have an overview. You know, you you become a great contextualizer. Yeah. So I think like a a floating point contextualizer, of of well, if I appear this way on this site, you know, it reads this way. I think. I think. Millennials understand, especially young because of the the screen is a you know I've said semiotic about a million times but a screen no, yeah. a screen is a semiotic almost purely semiotic device um they understand semiotic so well because again like they've never you, if you've never held a physical print to go back to photography yeah. but you understand what the 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 connotation of a black and white photograph means and you can deploy that filter mm-hmm. to, to deploy deploy the connotation then you understand semiotics. You have you have an ingrown, you have a sort of n- native understanding of what that signifier means, yeah. even if you've never held the original yeah, yeah. thing. But you know how to deploy it. Yeah. You know how to deploy a, um, 
Um, Again, you know how to you know how to deploy image for like a better they're, word. They're definitely photographically more savvy than our generation was, and and, and right and, because and, and, because and, and, of a, because of a screen par- because of a screen paradigm. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think also like, well, when yeah. uh, you know older generations didn't have the ability to just take pictures of themselves and be seen by so many people, right? Picture, yeah, but pictures are only one part of it. I mean. You, well, but if, I think yeah. it's an important it part. It is an important part. I, I think because I think the, yeah. the, amount, the amount of images that you consume daily is ridiculous. Right. Probably even more so now. And that's where you're learning. Yeah. And, and, that's, the, and, and, that's, and they're influencing you. They're persuading you to buy things and things like that. Sure. And if you have an already an understanding. And so, like, I think that, I think that there's, a, there's a, a knowledge base. I mean, just how many independent Instagram models there are. Right. That's an industry that right. has its own specific parameters and its own way of doing it, and they all influence each other. So it's a school of thought uh, where it's an approach to photography. Right. Right. But this that, is, yeah. Well, this is, this is what I'm saying. I mean, even though, again, Roland, Roland Barthes wrote an essay about taking apart a, an, an ad for pasta, famously. Mm-hmm. This is a really famous essay. And okay. Every dumb, dumb in grad school has read it. But it's like, it's, uh, you know, so even though people have been taking apart the kind of way images are used to denote connote things and denote and these is the I feel like I have too much of this coffee at this point. I feel like I'm stumbling over words. But you know Well again, you're lucky we didn't do this late <laughs> enough for us to have beers or otherwise I would have had well, I, that would have been then your sound levels would have been all over the place. Because I would have been, but no it's um again it's it's this it's this screen native way that they're breathing, living and breathing images, breathing in and breathing out um, the way images are deployed and then being able to deploy that back. Yeah. And even though, you know, and this is again, different than a boomer who maybe under have, maybe would have an academic and certainly experienced more images than their parents. Well, I mean, in broad population terms. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, I mean, people that haven't studied photography, I think well, intuitively. The study, the study, the acad, the acad, the academic study of photography is even a whole other thing. I mean, I'm just saying like, you know, you're, you're right. It's like the experience of photography and the way it manifests. And I, again, think of it less as photography and more as like image literacy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where, yeah, but, go ahead. But no, but I, okay. So like when I was coming up, yeah, the yeah. discussion in academic photography was that photography is essentially for photographers that like, that's the, the stuff. It's a fascinating you, sentence. <laughs> oh, you've never heard that before. I, I, I thought mean, I, it's a pretty standard notion. I mean, I've heard it. I've, I've heard, that, I've that, heard that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. So that like photography is essentially really only able to be digested by people who understand the medium and understand hmm. its limitations. Uh, uh, mm. you, you know, um, semantics about na- narrative with stand, notwithstanding, yeah, sure, sure. it's, it, 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 there is a specific way that has been established to discuss it. I feel like generationally, like the boomers and even my generation until I went to college, I didn't really understand an image. Like, for example, there's the old right. thing where someone will hold up a picture of a car and say, what's this? And someone will, and everybody in the class will say, it's a car. No, it's a picture of a car, right? It's a really obnoxious exercise but it is right. it is important it is an important distinction because it isn't the car right. it's it's the same thing as that uh it's this is not a pipe right sure and and so yeah. i feel like obviously it is a result of the conditions but i feel like 
generation there's a generation of people that because of the environment they grew up in are more photographically literate are right. more understanding of what it's capable of doing and what it's not capable of doing and how mm. it's effective and how and how it can be persuasive and so if you are generating imagery on a regular basis and you are thinking critically about it because it's a, even if it, you don't like the work People are cons- making choices, right? And they're editing sure. based on their own tastes and whatnot. But there, they are, there is a th- critical process of thinking yeah. that happens when they're posting. So engaging in that on a daily basis right. makes you more literate. I, in, in, I, I in, agree. In, in, I agree. In a specific way. Maybe not the same way. They, maybe they won't Completely. have the vocabulary that we do to speak about it. Right. But intuitively, they have <laughs> a much more sophisticated understanding of the power of right. images. A multi-point. I think that's a, I think that's a very good point and I think that's exactly true. You know, it kind of goes back to the conversation I've had with with different teachers. I think, you know, there's there's an academic understanding which I think is important because it gives you certain tools. And then there is, you know, just the data points, the amount of data points that you consume and internalize when you are consuming and producing images and making different choices than image producers of the past. Again, yeah. where you're deploying a filter based on its semiotic properties rather than its like what you're trying to express in image quality is, is you're trying to express something. So you have an understanding of how that reads. Yeah. So you, you have a sort of, if you're come up in a, in a thing where your relationship with images is based on the read of image, it's like, it's like a different, it's like if it's, you're thinking about the point of reception rather than the point of capture. Yeah then you're going to have a very different understanding of images than someone who is, say, taking family photos, mm-hmm. you know, because they're thinking about the point of capture. They're talking about, they're thinking about, yeah. you know, and even though a, a person is going to Coachella or whatever, taking a picture, they're th- really, the reason that, that they're thinking about the point of broadcast, yes, exactly. which is the circulation. Which is something that our generation didn't necessarily Not have. Not necessarily. You, like, yeah. I, I don't think that any of my pictures that I took while I was in college have gotten half the circulation that exactly. the images on Instagram that I've posted. Exactly. And so that is a very, very uh, fundamental change in the way that we think about images. And, right. and I think that there will be a revision of the academic discussions that we have, that we learned. Yeah, I think it's going, yeah, yeah. I think it's going, I mean, the, I mean, I was curious, I, I should have quizzed her more. I just met a uh, younger student at SVA who had gone of, was in the, I mean, she just left SVA, but anyway, she, she was talking about being a photography student. But I think a lot of the same teachers are there. I just wonder how they're contending yeah. <laughs> with the changes. I mean, now That's they interesting. have, now they have, a, I mean, I think the, the, because I switched from photo to film because I've always, always in between those two things. Now they have a thing that's like new me, you know, photography yeah. and related, related media, because I mean, in a funny way, you know, the sensors for a still image and a video camera are the same. It's, you're just making a kind of choice, whether you want to still like the live photo, <laughs> yeah, quote yeah. unquote, live photo really calls this out. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, whether it's a video or a still image doesn't matter to the sensor necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, that's like a, that's how, that's what you're trying to express, whether you want to express it in a video or a still. And even Instagram now, you know, obviously shows videos. They do funny things like making it a minute. There's all these funny things. 
but um yeah that is that that could be a whole episode in and of itself like how does an image change or a little video clip change depending on how long you give it i mean yeah. Insta- instagram for a while held on to the semi the signif the square frame which is yeah. a reference to a uh yeah. you know there was hipster there was a couple other apps at the same time that didn't survive but um uh where was i going with this oh this site um yeah Oh, shoot. I feel like I lost my thread a little bit. Um, yeah, the academic study. I feel like I, I totally lost well, my thread. So then, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, um, <laughs> jump in, I'll, save yeah, me. Yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully it'll help you because this is what I was thinking. Uh-huh. Um, I it. don't, when you're talking about those teachers, I think that they must be, be able to contend sometimes because it's still like even these ideas that i'm having are Mm -hmm. still within the structure of academic like i'm just looking at the past and saying like hey when camera when when one hour photos were uh, places were a thing it became more accessible now digital cameras make it even easier so everybody has access to it and And in in a lot of ways to me i mean and i could be you know for me photography has always kind of been a democracy well you know the kodak the brownie you know it is a sort of democratizing technology yeah and 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 uh especially because it gives everybody the power to make an image that reflects the real world uh which is a Mm -hmm. powerful thing to be able to do because Mm -hmm. with that you can just Right. You you can create illusion, essentially. Yeah. And 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 mm-hmm. so, yeah. So it's interesting. It, and and then I think it also like on a broader scale. Just I I don't know why he came into my head, but look at Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this whole record of his life, and we knew he was cantankerous and whatnot, uh, mm. a, a, a bit of a misanthrope. But I never saw that level of pain, right? Because that's not something that his brand for to use a word what was part of his brand it was his brand was not about suffering his brand was mm. very much about going out interacting with people making connections and stuff and when you see someone like that harm themselves like that you see the discrepancy because that seems like a person that's got a, a his shit together he's got a, a a great life and all of that but you don't yeah. necessarily get an insight into like and obviously suicide is a, <coughs> is is a yeah. is a mental illness uh is a result of mental illness but did you really know that he was mentally ill before he hurt well he himself? put out that you know he he he, he, he i'm not that familiar no, with his career. He, had, he had detailed his uh in his, in in his, his books, books and things like that yeah i mean to me to me what that makes me think about you know again just in terms of of brand and what that means and i mean first of all this is a this is a person whose brand was irl in real life experiences yeah. but that everyone experienced via the screen yeah exactly. so you know he was bringing this sort of uh you know and i've been very lucky to like you know be in southeast asia and kind of you know because he loves these kind of this kind of like um i feel like he always came, he took president obama to this kind of certain kind of like a uh, little dinery, mm-hmm. you know, kind of experience with a lot of noise and amazing yeah, yeah. smells and he's describing. So it's this kind of, it's this funny thing that you're talking about a person who's, who's, whose brand was so much about getting out into the world and, and, uh, mixing it up with real people, tasting the food, smelling the smells, but the process, but of, the, but, but the reception, was, but the reception was all via, you was know, passive was was via the screen and and that's you know that's that's part of that delivery 
it's interesting to me that, you know, that he, yeah, that he would be so troubled underneath. I mean, or who knows what happened. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no. And, and all, all yeah. my sympathies, I hope I didn't come off. No, like no, I was, no, 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 but, no, but no, like, no, like, no. but that's, I think that goes to that level of education that mm-hmm. like, like, um, and the information that, you, you know, that informs the way that people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, professional productions informs the way that amateurs do things and then sure. amateurs inform the way. So it's this cyclical thing that's really fascinating as well. That is fascinating. You know, I think, yeah, I think right now, again, phone makers and other other makers of this kind of technology are trying to tune their lenses to read towards the tools of quote unquote professionals. professionals. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, you know, professionals are shooting handheld video, you know, it's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's funny things that, you know, cause I'm still of the mind that if, you know, in terms of my <laughs> cinematic dogma, unless you, unless you're literally talking about like a dogma film from the nineties that is like calling out the process of making a film with, you yeah. know what that is? Do you know what the dogma 95 films were? They were like, no, they were, they were like around the ad, they were just, it was like, um, group of filmmakers who had decided to, you know, not use, uh, sync sound or, I mean, not, not sync sound, but just additional special effects, basically like the idea that they would have a camera and actors and that would be the whole thing, Uh you know, so any effects had to happen in camera. Oh, so yeah. It's all handheld. It's all handheld. Right. And so. Did they edit in camera? No, they, okay. <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was like, I think they the called set them designers would have right fucking, and the prop people continuity would have been. Well, the, part of that, I mean, there was, the, you should look it up. There was, you know, they, they had these whole, they had these whole vows, you know, that the sets would be what they found on. There was, a, it was an interesting, it was, it was an interesting experiment. This is a 95? Yeah. I guess okay. so. It's Dogma 95. But, uh, um, that, that calls out explicitly to me, the action of the, of the, of the camera and the hardware. Uh, you know, it's like, um, so these kind of like, but this handheld thing that made it w- its way into qu- movies and things mm-hmm. like that to me is always so distracting because it calls attention to me, the cameraman, yeah, the yeah, camera yeah. when it, you know, it's, but it's like deployed semiotically as like a look. It's like, Oh, this yeah, is yeah. documentary. Look, it's like, well, is there a documentary? Is there, I used to watch that, uh, Battlestar Galactica show, yeah, yeah, yeah. the remake. And it used to drive me nuts because they would shoot the space battles with zooms and like fake <laughs> yeah. shake. And it's like, is there an astronaut out there? Like floating around <laughs> filming the space. It was like, it always drove me nuts. I'm like, what are they trying to, what? Like, yeah, I it was so you. fascinating to me. And then they would also reuse the same clips of, over, of, yeah. uh, of space. And you're like, didn't I just see? because <laughs> it was so expensive to, to render that. yeah but you know but it's just but to me that's that's part of that travel of the language visual language coming around circling around handheld becoming have you seen that clip of, bad and uh, then good yeah. have, have you seen that clip of uh where they put Nicolas cage's face in uh, on amy adams's face it's like oh, the algorithms for face swaps deep are, fakes are, are getting so good now it's going to be interesting because I, I think it's it's an ever-evolving... Nobody's it's, it's, ready. Yeah, it, it's it like we are going to be able to trust images less and less. But that, I think, goes back to the... You know, I think we're the quote-unquote millennial rece- receiver of an image. Like, we really... I feel like I need... In a, I have some sort of weird need for an image to be a fact, to report back because it's... Because it's, I can't be there at a time of war. I can't be there during a hearing on the Senate. Like 
you know, it's like, I, I, I need somewhere in me for that image to be true. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I think the, the millennial receiver, I'm, I'm giving them, I think they're going to have that sort of new sincerity read on something where they're like, well, this is a truth. You know what I mean? And even though people have been, again, people have been interpreting images like this for a long time, but I think, I think there's a mechanical, again, it's that, it's that sort of screen native assumption where they're not even beginning with the idea that the image is true. And I'm, again, mm. I'm, I'm talking about some mythical 12 year old that I don't even no, know. But, I do, I, I but think, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like when, even to go back to all the, back to the idea of not cropping, of burning your print. So you could be like, I didn't crop this. This yeah. is a true image. Like, you know, it's um, th- where this, this, the sort of belief around images already comes, even though it's not a new idea, mm. it's, 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 because of the mechanical reality of living on a screen, it's become an accept more of an accepted idea where, where you start off with the idea that I know images are lies. Yeah. So what truth are they telling me? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and again, that's not a new idea. That's an old idea as long as photography has been around. But yeah. I think it's just, it's, it's more, it's, you know, I'll admit, I don't look at an image. I think because of how I was raised to receive them or even document, you know, footage, I think I'm, I'm, still fooled you know i i believe it's first first truth or it's connotative truth where uh you know i think a more savvy image consumer person who grew up with you know because because they're going to grow up with deep fakes where they're like well i don't even believe this actor's real or yeah and then how's that gonna like that that's just gonna make the political discourse even fucking more well that's really i mean to (laughs) me which we don't have to get into i mean i mean to me that's really unsettling and terrifying Um, you know, Adobe, I, I always think of like the Jurassic park. Uh, they thought so much about if they could, they didn't realize yeah, <laughs> they, if they, they should, should, you know, it's like this technology. Oh, there's, there's definitely a lot of that going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, well, you, you listen to the, the singularity episodes. So Bill Joy's all over that shit. Like <laughs> yeah, he's, exactly, he, he's, 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 yeah, oh, he I said that too. And he, I mean, I think that's really apt. I mean, you know, like Adobe demoing a thing where you can take a snippet of somebody's voice and type something out and it'll speak back. Yeah. That's fucking the dialogue. And like, and they're yeah. so excited about it, but it's like... Because it's very smart people think of the world in terms of problems, not morality. Yeah. And, and yeah, definitely. <laughs> Although, there's always the, the marketing genius is like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> I know what sinister uses we can put that to. Right. And again, I mean, again, yeah. I mean, the, again, just to get back to terms of resolution or these kind of metaphorical ideas of the screen, it's like... You know, even listening to that Google demo of where they had that assistant call. Did you see that? No. So Google demoed this technology that has since kind of come into question. But, you know, it was basically like you would you would tell your Google assistant, you know, I want to get a haircut at 2 mm-hmm. p.m. And the, the system would call, actually make a phone call to a hair salon. This is what they demoed. And sound like a human. Oh, not like you though. No, no, no. Okay. It would say. It <laughs> that would say, be fucking worse. It said, "Hi, this is so and so. You know, I'd like to make an appointment for like it was an assistant." Wow. And and again, to think of this idea of resolution, like it it would while it was processing allegedly, it would go um. Uh. It would it would do these things that were you know, and they played these tapes of this of this system supposedly making a real you know, talking to a real human, uh-huh. you know, and making a real appointment, you know, and getting contextual 
uh, questions like, well, 1130 doesn't work. Does noon work? Yeah. You know, and then it's querying back the system. But so that's the idea of resolution. Yeah. Um, and, that's fucked uh, up. And, uh, that, well, that's, I mean, the, the, me these, so are, these are ethics. Does it, does it have to disclose? Is there like, do you know, yeah. where, where are our laws? So these are all things that are scary to me and you maybe, but, but maybe not to someone who's just used to it. Yeah. Yeah. They know to, they know to question any call they get. It's like when my mother gets a pop-up on her phone that says your phone is being scanned and has a thousand viruses. Like I know to ignore it. Yeah. I know that's not real. Yeah. But she's freaked out. (laughs) Yeah. And then also like, uh, the other difference is like their generation was very skeptical about being open and and giving away too much information. I think that might be because of the cold war. But, um, right. but nowadays it's like, it's just like, oh yeah, this is just the way of the world. Like all the information. And then, uh, like I'm definitely privacy is fascinating. Yeah. Well, yeah, that raises interesting questions that are off topic, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, do you have anything you want to add? Any, anything, anything you um, left out? No, I feel like we really ranged, we, did, we ranged all over the map. I hope we got I, two hours. Uh, that's, this is another two parter. I'm excited. I, I'd just like to apologize. To no, anyone. no, <laughs> no, no. I'd like to end with you, an apology. You if possible. <laughs> get a thank you for me because now I have more banked episodes. <laughs> oh man. Oh, All right. Geez. So, well, thank you for very much for being on the show. Do you have anything thank you very much per- particular you want to plug? Um, you know, um, you can check me out on Instagram, find me on my, uh, uh Nathan dot Gulick, G U L I C K. You can find me on Instagram and, um, you know, I'm going to have a show in Copenhagen and this great, space called uh, c4 projects oh nice in uh denmark which is awesome in may of 2019 and you're only showing photographs or it's yeah it's gonna have a lot to do with um with image collection it's it's a thing i I would have yeah it's it's kind of uh when i was uh in my 20s and ended up back at home for a minute there was a kind of room in my basement where kind of things were collected and mm. were gathered and I kind of began documenting them as a sort of personal archaeology and ending up with this strange set of photographs um, that I took with like an Olympus, you know? oh, wow. <laughs> an old digital camera, um, you know, that has like my hand in the frame. I ended up with this kind of odd set of images. Um, and so, um, so the project is essentially conflating the idea of a, of a waiting room or a professional room, which is kind of a generic space mm-hmm. where people are kind of together, but alone, you know, kind of in, you know, you know, yeah. at a doctor's office per se, it's kind trying of trying to have as much privacy, privacy as possible collected together, conflated with what I'm calling like a room in waiting, which is this kind of private room or kind of a private archeology. span So I'm going to be, the, the project is loosely kind of making this kind of generic space, but kind of, uh, a way of, uh, as a vehicle for my own personal narrative or personal history. Nice. How are so, you? How's your timeline? Are you, are you, uh, are you <laughs> on schedule for the deadline or? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. <laughs> if, if C4 is listening, everything is going great. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely yeah. done. Yeah. All right, out. man. Thank, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate all the work you've done. Uh, yeah. Okay. Where do I, uh, how do I stop Video games this? now. <laughs>